With the NBA trade deadline just weeks away, there's growing buzz among NBA circles that Duncan Robinson might be the Heat player most likely to get dealt. We look at Duncan's situation in Miami, his changing role on the team, and potential trades around the NBA, an honest conversation about Duncan Robinson. This is the Duncan Robinson episode so many of you have been asking for here on Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat. Your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, Heat Nation. It's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. I'm David Ramil, and with me, as always, is Wes Goldberg, my co-host. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out PrizePicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So this is going to be a little bit of an unusual format for the show. We were just talking about this before we started recording. We feel that Duncan Robinson uh, is in a unique situation right now because obviously he's been going through many different ups and downs over the course of the season, mostly downs, according to many Heat fans. And so we thought it was time with the trade deadline looming large in the horizon for this Heat team, whether or not maybe there are some potential trades for Duncan Robinson that we could entertain, but just a general format-free episode of Locked on Heat, where we're just going to kind of have an honest conversation about the Duncan situation and everything that entails. I think if you've been listening to the show or watching the show, I think both uh, any, well, both Wes and I are certainly have been supportive of Duncan and his role here, but there are some struggles there. We can't deny those, and I think it's time we address those and just kind of look at them, and again, in an open format here. Well, it's undeniable that the struggles are there, and this is the right time to have this kind of conversation, too, because Bam Adebayo just returned to the starting lineup on Monday, and yep. even with Bam in there, and Duncan Robinson mm-hmm. being reinserted into that starting lineup, uh, for obvious reasons, because of the chemistry that he has with Bam Adebayo, I think this was uh, Eric Spolster giving Duncan Robinson another chance after he had been um, supplanted by Max Struess in that, in that starting lineup, and with the trade deadline a, a few weeks away, like you mentioned, I think the Heat really need to start making a decision. And the reason why we're doing this now is not just because of that, um, but because of the next few games that are with Bam that are going to be really important for Duncan Robinson to prove himself uh, before the trade deadline. Because the rumblings in the NBA now, people, other front offices are wondering whether or not Duncan Robinson is available. And if the Heat indeed like Max Struess more, or if they are going to feel pressured to put Tyler Hero into the starting lineup. And with Duncan Robinson... Um, look, there are a lot of things that we like. You've mentioned we've been really supportive of him. I still think, like, well, let's just have this conversation because yeah, I, I think if you're if you're the Heat, the number one thing you need to ask yourself is, do we need to make a trade at the deadline? Okay, that's question number one. Is there a team need that we have that we feel we need to address? Okay, let's put a pin in that though for a second because the other part, if the answer to that is yes, then the other part of that is, well, what can we trade? And the only contract that you can deal at the deadline to make any sort of meaningful impact and and get anything in return that matters is Duncan Robinson's $15.5 million contract. Uh, And with three years left at 27 years old and the floor spacer that he still is and is respected as in the league, okay, despite the shooting slump, makes him 
somewhat of a trade asset. It makes him something of an asset. Now, how valuable is that? I think we'll discuss that as the show goes on, but um, that's the other part. Then the other part is, okay, well, if you want, if, if you feel like you need to make a trade, are you really going all in into a championship this year? With what happened with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn, with the fact that Miami, as we, we, we we're recording this Tuesday, we wake up this morning and they're in a virtual tie for first place in the East. Uh, you know, the, the East is, as we have said, is wide open. Um, so I think the Heat are all in. And if that's so, then they need to consider what Duncan Robinson's place is in the lineup. And look, uh, I thought last night um, against Toronto, he played okay early on. All yeah. of that chemistry that we anticipated seeing with Bam Adebayo was on display right away. Two of his um, six field goal attempts um, came off of uh, yeah. dribble handoffs with Bam uh, Adebayo. And so, like, that was there. But, I mean, he struggled so much defensively. Uh, he had four fouls in 18 minutes, which is just in line with everything that he's done this year. I mean, he's second on the team in fouls this year with 106. Yeah. Kyle Lowry is first. Kyle Lowry is allowed to foul people. Because yeah. he's such a great defender. Duncan Robinson isn't. You could see the reaches. You could see the, the bad timing. You could see the fact that he's just overwhelmed off, uh, uh, physically and athletically a lot of times. Toronto's a tough matchup, right? So we'll, And that's why I go back to these next few games, weeks, days, whatever, are going to be really important. What can he do against other matchups? Can he prove that he could stay on the court defensively? Can he not foul so much? Can he get out of this shooting slump and all those kinds of things? I think the defense is a big part of it because when you're looking at what Duncan can do, obviously you the well the, the most obvious thing is the shooting, right? But then there are the other facets of his game that a lot of Heat fans are disappointed in because he's not a playmaker. He doesn't always put the ball down. He doesn't create shots for others. And I think if you're looking at what Max Struess does slightly better than Duncan, it's probably those things. Defensively, I'm not quite sure there. I, I think we've all kind of misconstrued what Max does in terms of his more obvious physical gifts. He's much more of a leaper. He's a little bit quicker, uh, I would say. Maybe a little bit better of an on-ball defender, not a better team defender. And I think Duncan uh, surpasses Max in that regard. And I remember talking to Duncan uh, earlier in the season. It wasn't quite media day, but it was right around that time. And, you know, he, he has mentioned this before on his own show. He's talked about this uh, in post-game pressers. There's something reputational about him getting called for fouls because he is, you know, who he is. And I think a lot of people are going to say, you know what, if he's playing even a modicum of defense, he's gonna, he's looking like he's going to probably commit the foul early on. But we've also seen it, as you mentioned, that his hand gets caught in a cookie jar a lot more than it should be. Uh, he moves his feet okay, uh, I think, but there are times where he takes unnecessary risks or he's slightly out of position because he's trying, because he's making that effort. And it winds up leading to a foul or a turnover or something along those lines. And then that costs the team. It costs the the opportunity to be able to continue to build a lead. And that kind of eats away at what he does well, and especially right. if he's going through the slump as he's currently going through. So uh, to your questions, though, you know, we should address this right away. Yes, Duncan is most likely the best asset. The other best asset is Tyler Hero. He's not getting traded. So, I mean, right. we can make a conversation about that. But Tyler is the best asset of this team because he's a great player and also on a really good rookie-sized deal. He's not getting traded anywhere. He's not a sweetener and a Duncan Robinson trade. Again, if you're going to trade Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero together, that's not just a big chunk of your offense. It's a big chunk of what you're building moving forward because Tyler is a building block for this team. If you're going to be acquiring a superstar, you better hope it's the superstar. And I just right. don't know that you have that player available. So well, can as I far stop as you there? 
because yeah, of course. That's, it's, a, it's a really important point that we bring up. No, you're not putting you're not throwing Tyler Hero into a deal with Duncan Robinson in order to match some sort of salary, right? If you're trying to get to a 20 million, like you're not, for example, you're not trading Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson for Jeremy Grant, right? In order to get to that salary, that would be a, not. would be that's not what's happening. So, but but if you think that Damian Lillard or Donovan Mitchell or name your star player that is in vogue right now for Miami fans, uh. That pro- that kind of deal happens in the offseason. It's not happening in February. So if you think you have a realistic path to a superstar, then you have to keep Duncan Robinson because you'll have to add Tyler Hero to that trade, Duncan Robinson, whatever other salary you could scrounge up. But whatever team is trading that superstar is going to want Tyler Hero as the centerpiece of that deal, and they're going to want Duncan Robinson in order to match salary, right? And that's why I think Heat fans need to relax on Duncan Robinson's salary. You're not paying it, so relax about it. It's a really important asset for Miami to have right now if you ever want another superstar to add to Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. But um, that's why, I again, go back to that original. Do you go all in right now at this deadline to go win a champ, chase a championship this year? Or, and, and if you do that, that probably comes at the opportunity cost of chasing a superstar this summer if you think you have a real chance at getting Lillard, Beal, Mitchell, whoever it might be. Because if you move... We'll talk about some of the names in a minute, but if you move Duncan Robinson for a lesser asset who might be a better fit for this team and can get right. Max Struess more regular minutes and Tyler Hero more, even more regular minutes, um, that player probably doesn't look as enticing to another team as maybe Duncan Robinson does, who is still young, who ha- who plays a position of need across the NBA. Everybody needs shooting. Um, right. So that's, that's something that the Heat have to think about. Yeah, uh, it's a great question and one we'll get into later on in the show. But first, just wanted to tell you a little bit about Price Picks. You've been hearing me tell you about Price Picks for months. If you haven't signed up yet, now is the perfect time. For a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. But you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans only who use code NBA. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. PricePix offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. PricePix offers any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, etc. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. PricePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So go to pricepick.com today or go to your app store and download the app. All users that deposit and use our promo code NBA will get $50 free if you use your first price picks entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use our promo code NBA will get $50 free if you use your if your first price picks entry scores a single point. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right. We're back here having the honest and open conversation about Duncan Robinson that so many people are hoping that we would have because, you know, he's going through some quite obvious struggles here. And I think the big question, as you hinted at earlier in the first segment, was whether or not Miami does look into trading Duncan Robinson. And the big question about whether or not now with injuries to Zach Levine in Chicago and Kevin Durant in Brooklyn, whether or not the... The Eastern Conference is wide open, and that's that's a good launching point right there. Uh, right. You know, I, I can't help but separate or not separate the fact that 
he is a homegrown project, if you will. I, I think they, they are invested in his development. I think they they do care about Duncan the person, or else they wouldn't have paid him the contract. They could have let him walk. And I think we have to take that into consideration when you're looking at whether or not they're entertaining offers and things of that sort is that, you know, they saw him come along. They saw him rise himself from a, a G League prospect, an undrafted prospect, and continue to put in the work. And you know how this Heat organization loves guys who are willing yeah. to do the works. But having said all that, they've traded players before. They let Dwayne they, Wade walk. They, right. they've, they forced Chris Bosh into retirement. Uh, you know, they, they've, they, they've done whatever is necessary yeah. for them to win. And with Jimmy Butler and his window of opportunity closing and the fact that you bring in Kyle Lowry for almost $30 million a year and that you're doing everything you can with Bam Adebayo as the centerpiece of your team moving forward, you're looking to win now first and foremost. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they're looking to win. They're looking to win this year. And if they have to make a trade in the offseason in order to continue winning, they'll do that too. Um, but as I'm, far as – go ahead, please. No, I, I, I agree with you. I think if – I, I, you know, the way I framed it was, do you go all in right now or do you kind of hold on to Duncan Robinson for maybe a trade in the offseason? It's not really that binary. It's not that black and white. You look at the, right. I think you shop Duncan Robinson. I think that they will uh, in a way that they'll just, they'll call the front offices like, all right, what would you, uh, what would you want? What would you be willing to send back? All these kinds of things. Um, it doesn't mean a deal will be done. I just think you have to, and then you weigh each deal individually, right? Um the other thing with Duncan Robinson is you're right. Like I think they really that's the hard thing I think for this organization is they do like Duncan Robinson and they are in on his yeah. development. They feel there's a sense of pride in what Duncan Robinson has been able to do from Duncan's perspective and from the Heat's perspective. He is very much the poster child of Heat development right now. And uh I, there's that that's going to be tough, but also like you know, going back to something that we were talking about when when we were considering Max Struess or Duncan Robinson in the starting lineup and why Struess was getting in the starter like one of the things we right. talked about, Struess just has a confidence about him that just Duncan Robinson doesn't. And I think Struess is a little bit more, you know, able to withstand moving from the starting lineup to the bench than maybe Duncan Robinson is. And I don't want to say that you're, you're you're kind of on tiptoes around Duncan Robinson, but you kind of are from even an X's and O's standpoint because of what his defensive limitations are. And I know that Struess is you know, not very good defensively either, but I think there's... It, no doubt he has more potential on that end because of the athleticism, and he would have to obviously reach that potential. But um, even you look at the the on-off numbers with Duncan Robinson, and and they're starting to get pretty glaring when it's when you're talking about Duncan Robinson or Max Struess, Duncan the Heat with Duncan Robinson on the court, 110.2 offensive rating, 105.7 defensive rating. They're a plus 4.5 net rating. You put Struess in Duncan Robinson's place, 114 offensive rating. 104.3 defensive rating, so better in both of those. A plus 9.7 net rating, twice as good. They are twice as good with Struess than Duncan Robinson, and that's for the season. And so now I'm wondering, if you're going into the playoffs, where does Duncan Robinson factor into your rotation? Because we know what the your we know what your best five is. It's Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, Bam Adebayo. You're going to want minutes for um, uh, 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 Victor Oladipo, presuming that he's right. available. Of course. Dwayne Dedman is ostensibly your backup center. Caleb yes. Martin is making a really good case of earning a uh, playoff type of minutes and real, real minutes. And then you're kind of looking at Max Struess or, or Duncan Robinson. And the Heat have kind of been telling you the answer lately. Uh, Duncan or Max Struess is third on the team in fourth quarter minutes. Duncan Robinson is 10th. Yeah. They trust Max Struess more than they trust Duncan Robinson. And, I, and, and that's why I'm saying like, 
it, it's starting to look like if you're going to do some shopping, it's going to be Duncan Robinson on the trade block. Yeah, I, I, I should add, you know, if you've watched Monday's episode recapping this weekend's games during my Monday Madness segment, I defended Duncan against everybody who's looked to trade him and things of that sort. I don't think this is what we're doing. I, I think that's different. I mean, fans, because of their passionate belief in their team, because they just want the very best for their team, have been a little bit you know, trigger happy and, and and moving Duncan from early on during the season when he first had the beginnings of what could be considered a slump. Everybody was just like, oh, this contract is deadly. Trade him, trade him, trade him. I, that's why we've been as vocal, I think, in our defense of him. But at this point in time, it's not our perspective that matters. It's this team's perspective and whether or not they see, as you mentioned before, that there is a real opportunity for them to win this season, to win big. And if it means trading even a guy that they really appreciate and they have helped hone into a legitimate NBA player and we're willing to pay him because of his growth and development, then I think they'll continue to go ahead in, in that direction. So I, I think... I mean, would you play I, Max Struess over... I mean, at this point, you would put Max Struess over the rotation over Duncan Robinson, right? Like yeah. if you're, we, we're seeing it's, Spolstra it's get to the point where he's only going to go eight or nine deep. And it's like, I, who are you going to... You, know, you can't I was take looking, Caleb Martin off the floor. You can't take Max Struess off no. the floor right now. Yeah. Caleb's been shooting well, and he's also a slasher scorer yeah. who defends at a higher level than either Max or Duncan. So while he's, he's the best on-ball defender shooter, on the team outside of Jimmy Butler, well, he's not your you know your classic shooter. He's not he doesn't have the gravity of either a Struess or a Robinson, which both of those players do. I mean, I again I mentioned yesterday in yesterday's show that I had talked to Max Struess a couple of days ago, and he was telling me how. He's a, he's now firmly ensconced in scouting reports around the league and that whenever he has the ball, he hears everybody say, Strew, shooter, shooter, shooter. Yeah. He's recognized as such around the league. And I think that's the point where he's gotten and, and he's earned it and he's developed into yeah. that point. And so moreover, no, you've got Duncan as a shooter. You've got Max as a shooter, but you've also got Caleb, who's going to probably start getting that kind of attention shortly, but is more capable than either of them in, in terms Gabe. of being able to put the ball down. Yeah, Gabe Vincent is another yeah. guy who's got that reputation growing as well. But as far as I Duncan is concerned... Can... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, well, no, there were just some numbers here that, that stood out to me, and I don't know that anybody's mentioned these. Or if they have, I, I you know, excuse me, because I don't think they've been heard. But in, in 19 games at home and 22 games on the road, these numbers are really, really bad in, in terms of his home numbers. He's shooting just 34% at home and 29% from three-point range. That's that's pretty egregious there. I, I, on away games, he's shooting 39% and 41%, 41.6, so almost 42% in total, but 40% from three-point range, and it drops precipitously at home. Right. I'm not sure if the boos are getting to him. I'm not sure if it's the contract probably people from the stands telling you're an overpriced bum or something along those lines. Maybe not even you may be probably with some much, much more colorful language, but either way, there's a pressure of having to perform at home and it's clearly gotten to him at this point. And with Miami's home friendly schedule, that's another factor to consider yeah. here. I mean, we're talking about the trade deadline and whether or not you go all in. Well, if we've got to play 30 games at home or 20 something games at home, if we're fighting and angling for home court advantage in the playoffs, can we count it a guy that's shooting 29% from three at home? I think that answers the question it, pretty clearly. It's really hard to determine what the point, how, why those numbers are what they are, right? Maybe it's the fact that Miami's home games have just been, you know, like here and there and just so inconsistently playing at home for the first half of the season where they've had long stretches on the road. And for maybe a shooter right. like Duncan Robinson, it's hard to find a rhythm. I don't know. Yeah. That's a complete guess. I have no idea. I also don't think it helps that Pat Riley. Remember his media day 
uh, press conferences, preseason yeah. press when when he was asked whether or not he could see Duncan Robinson closing games, he said, mm-hmm. "Well, maybe on a bad team." Ooh, and I don't remember that. I did not remember that statement. I, I probably should have stood out a lot more to people. <laughs> I, I'm sure Pat didn't mean it as a dig. Well, he tried to backtrack a little bit. He was like, "Well, you know," da, 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 yeah, right. he, and then he was like, yeah, "Well, yeah. we have Tyler Hero who could do so much more right. offensively and all these things." But like, right. I don't think that went over well for Duncan Robinson, and you mean, and how could it? And you, and I know that he, I, I don't, I know that he doesn't love how big the imposter syndrome storyline became, and I do right. think it was blown way out of proportion, and it's come to sort of define him. And I think that, I think he regrets ever even kind of saying that to the ESPN reporter and all these things. But uh, I, I, I just maybe there's, and you mentioned the the home numbers there. I don't know, is this a guy that's in need of a change of scenery? Perhaps mm. maybe is that something that he may need in order to just press the reset button on all of this and and kind of, you know, establish himself somewhere else? Because, I again, I don't think those comments by Riley could have possibly gone over well. Uh, and this is a team of a bunch of really tough alpha type of dog personalities. And I don't know that Duncan Robinson fits into that. And it doesn't mean that he can't be a contributor to this team. And I also look at what the Heat need. And one of the things I've been consistent about is. You can never have too many shooters, right? We're not, it's not the days right. of Jason Capono and Wayne Ellington anymore. You can need multiple shooters. And if you need to go to the, if you want to go to the, t- the championship, you want to go to the finals, then you're going to need multiple guys to get hot throughout the playoffs. And Duncan Robinson, one thing we do know about him is he can get very yes. hot. Uh, and so maybe it's helpful to have him. But if he can't get hot, if he can't right. find that rhythm, if he does indeed right. need that change of scenery, then maybe there's nothing you can do at this point. This isn't, you know, and I know the comparison is somewhat unfair because we're talking about one of the historically great shooters. This isn't Clay Thompson, let's say, who right. is also a hell of a defender. If his shot's not falling, he's contributing in other ways. He can get to the rim more effectively than Duncan Robinson. There's a chemistry there with Steph and Draymond and everybody else where he kind of, you know, he plays at a high level even if that shot's not falling. I'm talking pre-injury Clay, which is a comparison a lot of people have made for Duncan. He's certainly not Steph Curry who creates opportunities for others with his ball handling and get to the rim, et cetera. So this is... This is a specialization in Duncan that kind of hinders him and his fit on court because, you know, you're talking about versatile defenders and P.J. Tucker, Jimmy, et cetera. Even with a guy like Tyler, you know, he certainly can create shots for himself, and we've seen an incredible evolution from him this season in making shots for others too. So You're willing to live with Tyler's defensive inefficiencies because he's so – he's arguably their best scorer. He's their bucket getter, and he continues to get so – and he's been – Pretty consistent with that all season. He had a little slump of his own, but he's popped out of it miraculously there. So, look, I, I mean, it's just getting harder and harder to make a strong case for why Duncan has earned a significant role or should continue to earn a significant role, especially in fourth quarter situations where that specialization is more of a hindrance than a help. But we'll talk about some potential trades in the next segment because I think that's where this conversation is leading is if the Heat do entertain offers for Duncan Robinson, what could they get in return? Well, we'll talk about that in our next segment. But first, just a reminder that Bilt Bar is a sponsor of the show. If you like Bilt Bars, or if you've got a New Year's resolution, like so many people do, and yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, then make sure to make Bilt Bars a part of your plan. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. They're soft and easy to chew, 
100% covered in chocolate and so many delicious flavors that you'll want to eat. This isn't something that you have to force yourself into, like trying to get to the gym or doing any of the kinds of things that a lot of people do when they're trying to get healthier. Built Bar is this thing, it's, it's something you can look forward to and still build on your incredible health routine. So, you know, so many delicious flavors. Like I said, you can get a mixed box, grab a couple flavors here and there, give them out to your friends and family, coworkers, whoever you want to, and share in the love because we can all use it nowadays. But in any case, go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off only at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Heat your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Here we are. The segment that I think a lot of people would probably be looking for is where you trade Duncan Robinson miraculously for Dame Lillard or Bradley Beal, and next thing you know, Miami's cruising to uh, uh, you know for their championship, their their yeah. fourth championship. But uh, that doesn't seem likely either. So I know you. Uh, we talked about this. This this show basically was a, a, a you know just a culmination of your brainchild. Of, you know, <laughs> an opportunity for you to have different scenarios, different trade ideas, etc. So uh, let's break it down. I, I made myself a little list here, pros and cons for each of the players that you and I had talked about as your potential okay. options for a Duncan Robinson trade. So let's get into it. What's your first right. potential trade option for Duncan Robinson? So I've got six of them. I've got six right. trade scenarios for Duncan Robinson here. Uh, the first, and I'm going to write, I'm going to go from the uh, least exciting to the most exciting. So the least exciting one here is Duncan Robinson for Will Barton, to Denver for okay. Will Barton. I think this is something the Nuggets would do pretty much in a heartbeat. They like yep. Will Barton, but I think the idea of Nikola Jokic facilitating for Duncan Robinson would be really uh, inspiring, I think, for the Nuggets. I think that would be something that could move the needle for them potentially, uh, especially yep. if Duncan Robinson does need a change of scenery and can be, kind of become that 42% type of three-point shooter. Um, and you know Jokic would set him up well. And then you know, for the Heat, you're getting a guy with more defensive potential than Will Barton who could put the ball on the ground a little bit more not as great as a shooter, but a solid one. Just a 3 and D type of wing. Kind of like a Josh Richardson type for Heat fans who might not know much about Will Barton. Uh, and, you know, you can make an argument that that player could be useful off the bench for Miami. So that's the one. I I don't know that I would do it, but it works from a contract perspective. Um, I don't know that we need to spend a lot of time on that one because I don't think you're totally jazzed about it either. I am not. Uh, okay. I think Will is. Uh, I like Will. I like talking to him. But the, the reason they call him Thrill, the you know Will the Thrill for a reason is because he's so up and down. Yeah. He can shoot you into a game. He'll shoot your the hell out of it too. So uh, if okay. you're frustrated with Duncan Robinson's performance, Will Barton is not the way to go. And he's also got one more year on his deal too. So not a great fit. I think Duncan would thrive in in Denver. Miami, not so much, which is what we're interested in. So let's move and, on. And and he like Denver doesn't have a bunch of first round picks because of the Aaron Gordon trade. So it wouldn't really right. like if you're trying to get draft picks, and Miami's not interested in draft picks. We know that they hate draft picks. Right. Um right. the next one I have is now we can start combining some other salaries too. Mm-hmm. Markeith Morris doesn't really do much for this team in that he hasn't played most of the season. And I think you'd be willing to throw him into that deal for the right kind of player. You could do Duncan Robinson and Markeith Morris to Houston for Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon, somebody needs to free Eric Gordon from Houston, number one. It is not fair that he is still there, and Mike D'Antoni and James Harden and Daryl Morey have left the Rockets, and P.J. Tucker, they've all left the Rockets. Eric Gordon, for some reason, is, for some reason is stuck there. He's still a good mm-hmm. player. 
He can attack you off the dribble. He can. He's a volume three-point shooter who's shooting efficiently this year. You can see when he's in a good winning type of atmosphere surrounded with other players who people care about and respect that uh, he'll. I think he would thrive in that kind of supplementary type of role. I could see him working in Miami. And obviously there's a relationship with P.J. Tucker that he has. I don't know that this is enough for me to do it, but it's interesting. Duncan Robinson and Markeith Morris for Eric Gordon. I'm a little surprised you put this second because I actually think that this is the most likely of all the trade scenarios that Miami would entertain. Because I think, again, if you're leaning into a specialization, you're going to get that shooting from Eric Gordon. That's just the reality. He's shooting at almost 45% from three. You can lean if you're going to bench Duncan anyway and hope that, you know, he's an emergency in case uh, you break glass in case of emergency kind of shooter. With Gordon, you don't have to worry about that. He, that kid is ready to go. Not kid, really, because he's quite a, kind of older. But, you know, a guy who can certainly light it up from three-point range. He's older. He's hungrier. That's just the M.O. for Miami. This front office is like, let's free a veteran. Let's get a guy who still has a lot to offer, can put the ball down, can create opportunities for himself and others. Is a weak defender, but guess what? They'll take a chance on that. I think they don't, they don't care. They can find a way of incorporating him into that starting lineup or maybe even coming off the bench. I could see him having a fit here. Now, the only problem is the two, you know, two more years on his current contract to pay him north of $20 million a deal. I think this is the most likely scenario, but the mm. trade, I mean, that, that contract is uh, a little bit of an issue there. Uh, again, I don't I'm, know I'm that. I don't, a second. Only because I don't think that Houston would love Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson is young, but not young for them. Like they're building yeah. around a 20 year old in Jalen Green, right. and Duncan Robinson's already 27. I think right. they'll actually get better offers from Eric Gordon. But if they don't, maybe this is this could be the best thing they do. Because like you said, he's making a lot of money. I don't know. 33 years old, too. Seems like a right fit for a team like Miami that if they did want to go all in, that makes some sense. And, right. you know, doesn't have as much, I think, trade value in a vacuum as Duncan Robinson does. But with that salary, you could still bunch it together if you wanted to make an all-star type of move in the offseason. But um, probably right. not as easily. The next one I have, uh, Duncan Robinson, Omer Yurtsevin. And Markeith Ooh. Morris's expiring contract to the Indiana Pacers for Miles Turner and O'Shea Brissett for salary matching purposes. But may, you're making that move for Miles Turner. It's essentially Duncan Robinson and Yurtsevin for Miles Turner. I'm going to just say right out of the gate, I wouldn't do this. If Miles Turner, big, if his, it works from a salary cap perspective, I don't know that Indiana would do it because I don't know that they're looking for another young center to replace the young center that they already have in Miles Turner. Yeah. And I don't right. know that Duncan Robinson is really the kind of needle mover kind of player that they're looking to get. Um, in Indiana, but also from Miami's perspective, Miles Turner is going very public with his wishes to be a featured type of player. You're not yeah. starting Miles Turner and Bam Adebayo. Eric Spolster is not doing that. He'll go to the grave before he starts two centers like that. Uh, I and Miles Turner coming off the bench isn't exactly the featured role he's looking for. I, I no. don't, I, and you can already like you're now. They say don't recruit your problems, right? This would be recruiting a locker room issue right away. Yeah, I, I I completely shoot this one down. I know a lot of people. And I like saying, Miles oh, Turner as a person, by the way. I should say. Yeah, that. no, I don't think yeah, he's absolutely. a locker room concern, but that role would be a locker room concern. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. No. No. And that's fair. Like, like I mean, we have to consider that it's not you know oh, he's a jerk or anything like that. He's a young guy looking to establish himself in the NBA, wanting to get that contract, wanting to have a bigger role. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that happens to all of us in our own respective careers. I don't think there's any concern with that. He just happens to go public with it. And I know that's somewhat frowned upon in the world of sports, but that's the only opportunity allowed to him, and which is why he's linked to the trade rumors as often as he is. He can't fit alongside DeMontis Sabonis. They're leaning into him as their building block for that team. I think that's a mistake. 
whatever. I'm not the Pacers for an office brass, so I don't have to worry about it. But I don't think it's a great fit. I think he's going to have a problem with his role here. I think he's also got some injury concerns. He's going to be out for a few weeks. And if you're looking yeah. to win now, maybe that's not the right move for you. So let's let's scratch that one. That probably should have been last. Although I guess on paper, no, on paper I could see the the tantalizing aspect of one. It probably should have been last. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a player, he's a guy who could really contribute right away. Let's move on to our next one. Yeah, and he's not going to contribute that much in limited minutes if you're just giving him Dwayne Dedman's minutes because you're not taking balance yeah. for. But Man, um, he, he would be so pissed off at that. It's like, yes, finally. Oh no, and coming off the bench for eighteen 14 minutes. minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Uh, this next one it, it deals with the Memphis Grizzlies. Duncan Robinson and KZ Akpala to Memphis for Kyle Anderson and Jarrett Culver. Uh, Akpala and Culver are in there for mostly salary matching purposes. Culver is not an NBA player right now. Um, and you could argue that neither is Casey Akpala due to these injuries that he's that he's been dealing with. But it's essentially Duncan Robinson swapped for Kyle Anderson. And Kyle Anderson is – I've always had a soft spot for him. Slow-mo, ah. as they call him, in Memphis and, and before that in San Antonio. A really underrated passer, Kyle Anderson is. A really good rebounder. A solid defender. Not, not a ton of foot speed. But I don't know that, that – and that's become an issue right now in Memphis because John Morant is just zipping down the floor every single possession. But right. not as much of an issue in Miami. It wouldn't be as much of an issue in Miami. It likes to slow it down, play half court a little bit. He's a 35% career three-point shooter. Uh, but he's shooting 48% from the corners this season. So yeah. I'm looking at Kyle Anderson as a guy who could play a little bit of three for you. He can credibly defend players. But I really like his spot as maybe a backup four. And talking about maybe some team needs, P.J. Tucker has been awesome as power forward. Bam Adebayo is great. They can obviously shift to smaller lineups with Jimmy Butler or Caleb Martin at the four. But I really think, and we have no idea when Markeith Morris is coming back. Like, forget it. I have yeah. no idea. He could come back tomorrow. He could come back four weeks from now. He might not play again this season. I have no idea. But I think you can use somebody to back up P.J. Tucker. And Kyle Anderson kind of would be that kind of player. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, I, I was, I'm probably not as high on on Anderson as you are. Uh, you know, he's got a nice contract. I think it expires. He's only making nine million dollars this year, and this is the last year of his deal. Uh, so maybe you can consider. He's been in the league for a lot longer than people realize because yeah. he's just he's just a guy, right? He's an NBA he's still guy 27. I was looking up his basketball reference thing. I was like, this guy's been 27 yeah. for three years. At least maybe 27 for seven years, but anyway, uh, he's been around for a while. He's a smart player, he played for pop, etc. Yeah. I mean, I he just doesn't do anything well. And, and so, again, if you're trading the potential of the specialization for Duncan Robinson and his shooting for a guy that's pretty good and or okay in most aspects, I just don't know what you're going to get out of him. There's no upside there either, so there's no potential. Yeah, he's a guy uh, he's that a guy can, he, can, he can like fill, he's like. He's more of like an innings eater, right? I don't know that if you were in the Eastern Conference Finals that Kyle Anderson is getting minutes. So it's a really yeah. good point that you make. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But I think he could, if you deal with another injury to PJ Tucker or you know Bam Adebayo or something, and you need to find front court minutes or Jimmy Butler, and you need maybe you could put Kyle Anderson in those spots. But again, um, that's fair. But uh, even in that, like Duncan Robinson is a guy who could get really scorching hot in the postseason and win you a game in the playoffs. I don't see you Kyle Anderson winning you a game in the playoffs, right? I could Duncan Robinson has won playoff games yep. with his shooting. Yeah. Um all right, the next one, second to last one, Duncan Robinson to Boston for Marcus Smart. Now, originally, uh, initially you would say, "Well, why do you need Marcus Smart? You have Kyle Lowry. You already have Gabe Vincent." 
But if you had Marcus Smart coming off the bench with Tyler Hero, for instance, all those concerns you have about playing Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson together, even in the second unit, those defensive concerns you have, go out the window. If you have Marcus Smart and Kyle Lowry, you have two elite defensive point-of-attack defenders at that point guard spot on the court at all times. Marcus Smart needs a change of scenery. It's just not working out in Boston for him. He doesn't get along with his teammates based on all the reports and all these things that we're hearing. And maybe Duncan Robinson needs a change of scenery too. He is exactly what the Celtics are looking for in terms of a shooter who could space the floor around Tatum and Brown. So I think it makes sense a lot on paper. And not to mention Marcus Smart, when you talk about heat guys, that is a heat guy. For better or worse, that dude will fight anybody in that locker room, and I think they would love him for it. Oh, the opportunity to send Duncan back to his hometown or near his hometown oh, to the team that. that he followed. Yeah, the team that he followed as yeah. a kid uh, would be a great fit for them. Uh, that's that's a big concern, though, is that he might thrive in Boston in a way that Miami isn't prepared to do uh, or to, to entertain. And so uh, that might come back to bite them in the ass a little bit later on. So they might not consider it. Uh, I can't see the deal for smart happening. It's a terrible contract, by the way. Like he's making 20 something million dollars through 2026. Uh, So not great in no sense. Uh, And you're getting a limited player again. uh, No upside there. He's going to be, he's going to be what he is at this point. You're not getting a huge scoring game from him. Again, he's a guy who can shoot you in and out of games. uh, But that defensive versatility. I mean, but you're kind of, to your point, you're kind of just, you're trading one problem for the the same problem, right? In that right. you've got a guy that you've developed in Gabe Vincent, who is based on like his salary versus Marcus Smart, probably a better value at this point. Yeah, Gabe yeah. Vincent is. I don't know that you trust Gabe Vincent in the playoffs. I'm not saying you don't. I just I don't know. We haven't seen Gabe Vincent no. in the playoffs. We don't know what Eric Spolster will do with him. I yeah. think with Marcus Smart, you would play him in the playoffs and see what happens. But <laughs> is it worth that exponentially bigger salary? to have Gabe Vincent, and then not have any room for Gabe Vincent. I mean, there's a world where Gabe Vincent outplays Marcus Smart, and we're having this whole conversation again about, you got to trade Marcus Smart. What can you trade him for? And in fewer minutes coming off the bench as your backup point guard, probably not as much value. And then there's the Victor Oladipo thing, too. Is he, do you view him yeah. as your backup point guard? Because he can kind of do those things that we're talking about. Last one here, okay? Robert Covington, or there it is. Robert Covington. Duncan Robinson to Portland for Robert Covington. You can move some different draft pick i think you robert covington's on an expiring deal you need i think if you're portland to throw in some draft picks maybe a a second rounder this year or something like that um you can also add to sweeten the deal a little bit markeith morris and duncan robinson to portland for robert covington and tony snell so if you're miami you get a player who can is at least healthy and could do something for you and tony snell versus a guy like markeith morris and i think robert covington is really interesting fit and i'm not a covington guy i know that every fan Every fan in the NBA wants their team to trade for Robert Covington. He's the ultimate grass is greener on the other side player that players that 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 fan bases are always t- trying to trade for. But in this instance, as a backup four for PJ Tucker, <clears throat> who is uh, a really good shooter from the corners, he's an oak. He's a good team defender, not a good on ball defender. I don't know. It's at least worth considering because it can unlock some interesting lineups for you if you're Miami. Yeah, I, I just it's Robert Covington. I I don't I know. know. Like I, I know. I, it's just it's tough. Uh, at this point, I'm also and I I wrote this down in my notes. It stunts Caleb Martin's growth, and I know that this is a very odd place to be in. But the reality is that if you're putting Covington out there, he's going to take minutes for a guy like Martin, who, who 
shows more potential and upside and has shown more this season than Covington, maybe. I, I, you know, he's a guy who can put the ball down better, more effectively than Covington. He's got some great on-ball defense that Covington does not necessarily have. I mean, Covington's a better defender than Duncan. I just I don't know what you're getting out of him on a nightly basis other than some consistent effort and maybe some inconsistent play. And given all that, you know, the best potential aspect of this that we're overlooking is, as you mentioned, the contract, too. He's on expiring deals. So yeah. it gives you that kind of financial flexibility so you can re-sign Tyler Hero and all these other right. things. Right, Tyler Hero has that extension and and the heater yeah. look, staring dead down, dead at like a, a huge, like a, a bigger luxury tax than they'd ever paid during the big three years. So maybe that, right. that could be a factor, right? Yeah. So I, I actually had a, a proposal of my own. It's Let's just go. one player, though. Uh, it's uh, I'm not sure how people would like this, but I've always been a fan myself. Uh, uh, Joe Ingles for Duncan Robinson. Mm. He's also on an expiring deal. Uh, I think it would be a, he's you know a veteran. He adds a little versatility. He's a playoff guy too. You could see him being a little bit better of a defender. Obviously, he, he you know he's a better passer, better playmaker than Duncan is. Uh, you know, his shooting has been off this year. He's, I think, hovering around 35% from three, which is, you know, traditionally he's been a 40% plus shooter for the past few seasons. But you get a guy who is a, a proven annoyance and you can throw him out there in the playoffs and you know he's going to be able to get under your opponent's skin and be able to contribute in many ways as well, even if that shot's not falling, something that Duncan has heretofore not been able to do. Uh, and for Utah, I think you get the Dwayne Wade seal of approval. You can keep Duncan. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can keep Donovan Mitchell happy, which maybe would not be something that Miami fans want to hear. But I think, uh, I think for Utah, they would love to get Duncan Robinson as an improvement and an upgrade over Joe Ingles. But I think Ingles would fit here very well. Another smart, cerebral guy who can contribute yeah. to heat culture, et cetera. So I don't know. What do you think about I, that? I, I thought about Ingles and I included him in my piece on Monday, uh, my sub stack. And okay. the, the, just the more I thought about it, the less it made sense for Utah because yeah. the Jazz's biggest problem right now is perimeter defense. They can't really stop anybody right now. And Duncan right. Robinson is not solving that problem. Right. Uh, they have shooters, right? And Donovan Mitchell has become a really good volume three-point shooter. They've got guys like Bogdan Bogdanovich and, and uh, Bojan Bogdanovich who can – who can stretch the floor and, and all these things. I don't, I'm not saying that you don't you couldn't use more floor spacers, especially when you've already always got you know a guy like Rudy Gobert on the court. Yeah. I don't I don't think the Jazz would say no outright, but if they're looking to trade Ingles, I wonder if they're looking maybe for more somebody else who can contribute defensively as opposed to Duncan Robinson. I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't talked to any jazz people to know whether or not Duncan Robinson is the sort of fit that they're looking for. And then for Miami, I don't know. Joe Ingles is just not good this year. Uh, and yeah. I, I kind of look at these other names, and if they're doable, like, I would rather – in that instance, I would rather keep Duncan Robinson knowing that he can maybe win me a playoff game with his shooting and then maybe look to trade him in the offseason as opposed to getting you know a guy who's not really an asset at all. Right. But let, let's uh, – we'll wrap it up with this. Of all the trades that you and I mentioned, is there one that if it were an option on the table before the deadline that you would do? No, and I think that's where hmm. we kind of come down to. I mean, I, I think Gordon – Seems the best one. Covington, you can make a strong case for. Uh, I, other than that, I just I don't know that it's worth it. And I think that's where the heat front office is kind of at is that, you know, maybe you keep 
Duncan for the offseason big play in the hopes of being able to kind of capitalize on the success of this year and continue to build a perennial contender during the next few years of Jimmy Butler's stint here in Miami. As Jimmy gets older, you're going to want to surround him with other better players. You need to get that other superstar in here as well because Kyle's getting older and who knows what's going to happen with Bam, although he has no ceiling. Their chances are that he might actually have a ceiling offensively. Uh, and so you have to find another complimentary player to kind of continue to boost his team's offense. And so maybe you trade Duncan Robinson at that point in time for that player, whoever that might be. Yeah, I think the names that I keep looking at are Eric Gordon, Kyle Anderson, and Robert Covington. Those are the names right. I, I kind of keep going back to. Um, yeah. I'm not saying I would absolutely do it, but I, I would consider it depending on what other sweeteners were involved, what other what the rest of the package looked like. I think those guys could actually do something for you right now and move the needle for you a little bit and give them much needed depth at positions that they need more depth at, because it turns out they don't really need all that much depth in the perimeter. I think they really need more depth in that front court, specifically at, at that backup power forward spot. I think they need somebody. I think they need a body. And if Duncan Robinson's kind of going to be out of the rotation anyway, even yeah. if you trade him for another guy who might not get a ton of minutes in the playoffs, it doesn't really matter, but you want that depth there in the case of an injury. And that's why I keep looking at guys like Covington, uh, and Kyle Anderson, and then in Eric Gordon's, that's sort of like your Victor Oladipo insurance policy. If Victor Oladipo isn't what you need him to be, Eric Gordon can be, and he's an obvious fit too. So I like all, I, I like those three names. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see how it all plays out. Let us know in the comments. This is what we're here for. We want to hear from you if you think that uh, we've presented some good scenarios here. If you've got another suggestion that you think might work in a potential trade, we want to hear it. Uh, either way, we'll see how it plays out at some point within the next few weeks as the trade deadline looms near. Uh, we know that Miami's taking calls. That's just who they've always been. And that's who they'll always be. They're not big on midseason trades, but they pull them off on occasion and they'll move the player that they need to in order to bolster their offseason chances. I'm sorry, their postseason chances. So we'll see whether or not Duncan Robinson stays with his team moving forward. Either way, if he does, and we've seen this from him last season as well, once the trade deadline passes, usually plays a little bit more relaxed because his name's not linked in deal. Another year where he survives the cut, the knife, whatever you want to call it, and we'll see how it all plays out. But thank you so much for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Remember, every episode is always free and available wherever you get podcasts, so make sure you subscribe. Get the best coverage available, and of course, you can always make Lockdown Bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. This is David Ramil signing off for now. Thanks so much for joining me, Wes. Have it up, B.